The Cambridge Marketing Podcast with Kieran Kapoor. Brought to you by Cambridge Marketing College. See their range of courses and apprenticeships at marketingcollege.com. Hello and welcome. This week I'm joined by college fellow Neil Wilkins and we're going to discuss metaverse. Something that Facebook announced a little while back. Neil, help me out here. What is a metaverse? So a metaverse is a virtual interpretation of the internet. There we go. That's a bit vague, isn't it? Basically what um, the metaverse is as a concept, and whilst it does exist, and I'm sure we'll get on to talking about that, um, so it does exist in reality right now, it is in very, very kind of early stages. But the idea is that um, it is different to the internet as we would experience it, where you either call up by voice or um, by your fingertips on a keyboard, uh, you call up a particular page, and then you look at the page. So it is a, a kind of a visual or an audio thing. The metaverse is very, very different where you will become part of the internet. So you'll be completely immersed in it as though you're in a 3D world. And that really is the fundamental difference between it and the internet that we've all become very used to. Okay, you said it already exists in reality? It does. We've had the metaverse uh, to some extent for probably about 15 years now. Um, it comes in the guise of something called Second Life. Um, and those of us who have kind of grown up with this idea of in the future, 3D worlds, these kind of 3D simulations of a, a real life um, experience, um, we've kind of had these things and um, basically driven by avatars. So you create a little avatar that may or may not look like you. Um, and and you can travel around in this virtual space. Um, it is like being kind of part of a 3D game without the gaming element to it. Um, and I've known sort of friends and colleagues who have created you know, amazing kind of worlds and spaces and lands and islands, everything from a recording studio where um, sort of a friend of mine was um, a DJ in uh, Germany and he would uh, be streaming live DJ gigs with um, basically guests or visitors from across the world in um, avatar format in his nightclub for example. Now, you can obviously, from that, you can see, yes, it's an entertainment thing, but it only takes another step forward in thinking to imagine that being a shop or, um, you know, your office or you know, whatever. Um, so Second Life has existed for quite some time, but Metaverse will be different. OK, so what did Facebook actually announce? Because this came partly from, I mean, Facebook is now... Is it actually the whole thing now called Meta? So Meta is the Facebook version of what we might term the broader metaverse. So Facebook um, have announced um, in recent weeks that they are now Meta, um, although Facebook as a platform, as a social network, will still exist for the time being. But Meta being the kind of the broad Facebook um, group and the idea being that they are and again building really on Mark Zuckerberg's promise of about a decade ago now that um, Facebook 
would become the center of the internet. And I think a lot of people back in that time sort of thought, oh yes, of course, you know, that's kind of a little bit of a brand spin there, a bit of a PR um, effort. But clearly there were big strategic plans back in the day that Facebook would become more than, you know, just purely a social platform. Um, and so Meta is their kind of iteration and their kind of promise or their vision, if you like, for around the next 10 years. Um, so their kind of 10-year planning window says that Meta will be um, the centre of everything um, and very much the centre of the Metaverse, but the Metaverse itself being more than just Meta. So they being at the centre, but working collaboratively with developers and sort of brand innovators to create an even bigger kind of online ecosystem. Oh, I see. So the intention is not that Facebook takes over the world by being the only metaverse. No, I think certainly Facebook would see that um, they can't do it without co-creation and collaboration. I mean, there will be so many new... Um, sort of innovations coming through in terms of the hardware to be able to access it. So whether that's a headset or chip embedded in your skin or some kind of retina projection or whatever, you know, there's obviously a lot of conjectures to kind of how the, we're going to be able to access the uh, the metaverse. But um, Facebook would certainly see themselves at the core of it, working collaboratively with developers and you know hardware manufacturers to create um, the kind of e the broader kind of ecosystem. And what did Facebook actually announce? There was this very, very long video that was released. And I confess I have tried to watch it several times and I never seem to manage to get through all of it. It just it just becomes too painful after a while in my mind. But what were they actually announcing? Because there were pictures of what looked like a, a, a sort of beachfront residence with um, barbecues in the background and then you suddenly cut to something with people doing um, uh, complex operations. I got very confused with it. Yeah, and I think it's very much, well, for them, it is very, very early days. And I think for most of us, conceptually, to think of ourselves, you know, spending significant amounts of working and leisure time in a virtual world, um, I think is still very much at the concept stage. Um, what Facebook have attempted to do, and certainly the uh, the launch videos um, have kind of attempted to do, is to make this a very desirable option so that you can kind of foresee very much a blending of work and personal lifestyle, both um, within a sort of an avatar form of yourself, um, as well as actually existing in the real world. So what they're trying to do is show you this kind of blend between the two. I mean, one thing that um, Mark Zuckerberg was very clear on is that this was not to encourage people to spend more time online or more time on screen, mm. but to see it very much as a replacement for the time um, that we're spending on screens. And very much mm -hmm. using it as a, a sort of a global collaboration, if you like, so that, you know, if you, for example, think about your work life, you wouldn't necessarily just be restricted to working for a company that was in your local geography. So, you know, in your town or in your city where you live, you could be working for an organisation that is literally globally dispersed um, and you all come together to meet and have meetings and you would feel as though you're actually meeting with colleagues in Meta. So, you know, the meeting 
dotting room exists in Meta and you all collaboratively come together. But you might be dotted right across the world. And of course, this could be in work and in play as well. So what they're trying to do here is almost sort of open all of our eyes collectively to the opportunity and just kind of imagine sort of what if and actually almost take off those blinkers of what we've come become used to as far as you know using the internet. I suppose if you're used to the idea of online role playing games, the you know the big the big ones where everybody gets involved and you've got different teams and you can be dispersed across the world, it's not such a huge jump. I think certainly the gaming community will be not necessarily the early adopters, although I'm sure you know a number of those will be you know right at the cutting edge of this. But I, I think gaming and entertainment um, will be some of the early um, applications that we'll see within the metaverse. I mean, as Second Life has has built over time, um, it has been seen more probably as a um, as, as a leisure time uh, sort of pursuit. And I don't think very many people, uh, even though I did a few years ago, doubt. Uh, with a training course actually within um, Second Life and actually had people appearing you know in a training workshop as avatars and I had a presentation going on screen and you know so so it can be done in a a business um, or work environment but I think certainly things like gaming where the the gaming community is very used to almost I think probably psychologically immersing themselves in a different space and and almost seeing themselves as a, a slightly different character to their real life kind of physicality as it were so I I think probably there'll be a similarity there uh, within gaming and I think probably a lot of the technologies and a lot of the early investment in this will come from the gaming community for sure. It was interesting. I mean, the one bit of the, the clip of the video I did manage to watch was um, suggestions of people learning how to do things like operations. And my initial reaction was, but you wouldn't get the physical feedback that you need to be part of training. But I suppose that's me viewing it as the be all and end all, was you'd actually do the practice, you'd do some practice on there and then there would be an element of then moving back into a physical world and actually feeling how something, um, having a tactile response. And I think there probably is one of these almost um, sort of seismic shifts from what we have at the moment, because, you know, we're, we're very, very used to um, viewing something on a screen. So, we, you know, we, we rely on the pixels, you know, to give us that sort of visual interpretation, or we rely on the sound to give us the, you know, the audio features. And, you know, certainly interactive video is, is one step kind of beyond that. I think what's going to happen with, um, with Metaverse, and, and very quickly as we move into this more you know immersive 3d environment where we're actually in the screen as it were is that devices very very quickly will become available and you know they're already in development um, where you might wear for example gloves you so you might actually be wearing gloves that are um, sort of very much um, a sensory um, experience and so for example if you were to move, walk into a, um, a shopping store uh, within Uh, the metaverse you may well then be able to pick up an item of clothing for example and because of the gloves that you're wearing giving an appropriate um, sensory experience from the item of clothing that then um, because of the tags that the piece of clothing has um, associated with it gives those gloves a certain sensory feel so you might be able to very quickly differentiate between something that's either soft or rough Um, something might feel more sort of silk like and something else might feel a little bit more 
more textured. Um, and so, you know, these kinds of devices will allow us as kind of humans in a, in a physical sense to interact in a much more sensory way uh, with the environment. So not just purely relying on, you know, the visual stimulus, but actually feeling properly immersive. And you could imagine, you know, whole body suits being put on if you were to, um, I don't know, for example, be wanting to swim in the metaverse. So you could go into a pool and you might actually then be able to feel the sensory um, nature of water or any other kind of experience. So I think the big, big difference here between what we know and have got so used to with the internet, where there's a little bit of a difference, there's kind of clear water between us and the screen or us and the mobile uh, device in our hand, is that with the metaverse, we are going to feel immersed in it. So I think this is all about a real step change in mindset um, and not being kind of constrained by, you know, the, the sensory experiences that we've been limited to so far. And I think certainly the way that uh, Mark um, Zuckerberg is looking at this is very much about he constantly talks about the word immersive. Um, this is something I think that's going to be the real mantra behind Meta. Um, so again, you know, as marketers or as you know, product developers, we need to start thinking a lot more broadly than we've ever done. So really thinking outside of the box to, to coin a phrase. So that brings me on to a, a sense, well, a very practical question of you, you've already mentioned gloves. Am I going to have to wear a sort of Oculus Rift style headset? Is that the is that the intention or that does that look like the direction of travel? I think certainly for phase one, I, I think what we're going to see here is a, an evolution um, over the next um, sort of five to 10 years. And I think certainly the next zero to five years is going to be that big step change. It's going to wake a lot of people up. But of course, we are in the, in the early days of Metaverse going to be limited by the technology um, and the technology will play catch up with the ideas. So I think it is a very natural assumption to think that, you know, in the early days, maybe you know, zero to five years, we will be needing to rely on headsets and glasses and some of the stuff that is a little bit more kind of mainstream right now. And again, this is where, you know, your very clear point about, you know, is the gaming industry going to be driving this is I think there is a natural um, expectation that because of all of that exists within the gaming community right now, that would be a nice natural first step. But I think version two or version you know, 2.1 or, you know, as we see these new iterations and the, and the evolution of metaverses, I think very quickly, we are going to be very surprised about some of the really new kind of exciting stuff that's going to appear. I know there always used to be a very cynical view that much of what drove innovation within the um, the beginnings of the World Wide Web was actually porn um, and the requirement for having um, skin tones on screens and being able to print skin tones was actually driven by the porn industry. I don't particularly want to go down how the porn industry might push the metaverse, but you can see that there might be more nefarious uses for the metaverse than perhaps the sort of business ones that we're discussing. I think there is that. Um, clearly, there's there's a whole bunch of considerations in terms of uh, security and privacy and what is appropriate. Um, I think to me, there is absolutely no doubt that for this to, to really catch on and to really, you know, sort of grasp, you know, mainstream um, sort of public support is that it will naturally um, progress in a whole variety of different guises. I think for uh, us business types, you know, to expect it to suddenly go super serious and all be business applications. I think probably, you know, we've never seen that in any, 
kind of iteration of the uh, the web since you know the early days of the early 90s um it has always been driven by you know sex and entertainment and music and you know these kind of sort of leisure pursuits to call them you know more broadly and i, I don't really see this being any different i think um you know we are humans looking for human experience after all um so i think there is a natural tendency there but i i think there is going to be so many significant competitive benefits for brands looking to you know forge um, their way into this in, in the early days that i think we're going to see probably a faster uptake from a brand or business perspective than we probably have seen before so i think it, it, it's it, potentially this could happen very very quickly um i think you know obviously the technology does need in some cases to, to play catch up but i i am expecting to see you know the, the brand opportunity or the business opportunity uh, reaches very very quickly and i think a lot of us could get very very surprised even dare i say caught out if we don't take this thing seriously you know literally from now onwards okay so what should we actually be doing now so sitting as as a business or as um, looking after a brand we don't know really where the metaverse is going it's all a little bit confusing but i know you're somebody who loves dabbling in the the sort of newer areas and you're often you often are experimenting with things as they start coming out so like your second life uh, class so where should people sort of think about what do i what do i do now where do i start well, I think it's a huge expectation for me to kind of sit here and say everybody's got <laughs> Come to Come on, be, be the guru. Get your crystal exploring. ball out. <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's a tricky one because, you know, I know the commercial practicalities of, you know, being in business right now. There's loads of chaos. Everybody is super busy. You know, people don't really know what's going to happen next year or even next month mm -hmm. in some cases. I think for me, the key here um, is to stay awake. So it isn't about saying, oh, I'm not a technical person. I can't kind of get my head around this. That almost doesn't matter. Let the developers and Meta you know, and all the real techies kind of cope with that bit. I think the the responsibility and the accountability for us as you know for marketers for example or you know if you're an entrepreneur or you're in a startup or you've just got this you know next big idea that you want to bring to market it's a, for me it's just about staying awake to it it's about having a, a little link on your web browser that you know kind of links you into um i don't know tech radar or you know meta themselves or you know whoever just to keep a, a little watching view on this and not to assume that oh well that's not for us you know we're a traditional industry it'll never come to us you know i'm not a technical person I almost kind of make the excuses for not being ready or interested in it there is something in this for everybody and i think going forward for me it is about being aware being awake just being curious and thinking that question, maybe even if it's only once every quarter, either you sit down with yourself if you're a, a micro business or you sit down with your team if you're somewhere bigger uh, as a company and you just kind of explore the idea. What would happen if? What would we do if? Um, what might the world be like and how would, should we respond or how could we respond? What opportunities might there be if this thing happens? And there's a lot of ifs there that I've just said. And that's the beauty of this. You know, nobody really knows. Even Mark Zuckerberg is, is not absolutely certain about how this thing's going to play out. We just know that the timing and almost this perfect storm of technology and opportunity and you know, global desire to work more collaboratively is going to drive and fire this up.
Unfortunately, I think in terms of the tech that's going to enable this is that there are a lot of larger companies now with very, very deep pockets. You know, a lot of these bigger companies, these bigger brands are sitting on a lot of cash, which most of us aren't. So they do have the deep pockets to be able to enable this. So I think, you know, it isn't for us to worry about the tech, but it is for us to think about really quite consciously, how can we just be more awake as a brand or as a business or as a marketer? You know, just be curious. Don't assume that our business is going to be like this in the way that we do business and serve our customers forever. Because I would suggest probably in the next two to five years, we are going to see a huge change in the opportunity. And of course, we can choose to just think, oh, it's never going to happen to us. But your competitor down the street might be looking. So what happens if... And that, to me, is the biggest if, is if we don't do anything about this or if we don't stay curious, somebody else will. Neil Wilkins, thank you so much. That was an, a, a very clear overview of what um, the metaverse currently is and what it might become. And I think that's such a strong message. Just keep an open mind. Um, and that's definitely something I will take away from that because it's very easy for me to sit and go, oh, it's just second life again. But um, I think there are seismic changes coming. So, Neil Wilkins, thank you very much indeed for your time. Thank you, Kieran. It's been an absolute pleasure. Really, really fun to talk about it. The Cambridge Marketing Podcast. From Cambridge Marketing College, training marketing and PR professionals across the globe.